Hey, this is singer-songwriter Danny Horovitz, and you're listening to Citywide Blackout. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Citywide Bites. Uh, this is our weekly live interview segment that we do every Saturday, 10 a.m. on this channel. So definitely check it out. Uh, if you happen to miss the first interview we did uh, with Nadia Vea, of course, the interview itself is right here at the top of my, of my, of my page. And we'll have the full podcast on you know, Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, TuneIn, uh, Podbean, all the, u- the usual spots. And this week, I actually, I'm really excited because uh, you know the first one we did some we did some music, and now we're doing some magic. We are talking to uh, Chris Langle in, ju- in just a little bit. He is uh, self-described as a dude who does magic tricks, he's, and he's been doing it for uh, 20 years now. He's got a big tour coming up, so I will invite him to join us, and we will. Have ourselves a great time, and of course, if you all have some questions, um, want to, you know, um, make some comments, go for it. We, we will, uh, we will certainly ask them during uh, during the show. And if you wind up joining us a little, a little bit later, of course, this is all being recorded for a podcast, which we'll be putting up a little bit more down the road. And uh, if you also want to be on the show, if you're watching the thing, and you know, I do, you know, music, or I'm a comic writer, or whatever you do. We have a spot for you here, and you can get at me at citywidemax at yahoo.com. That's where you know I get I, I get uh, all the emails. Please follow the show. Um, oh, I, I see uh, the guys from Crossside Comics is there. How's it going? Uh, if you if you don't know Crossside Comics and an absolutely amazing comic label, they do some great stuff. They were a guest a little back in the day, and I think we'll be talking again pretty soon because I imagine they have plenty of new stuff to talk about. Appreciate you guys joining us, and have yourself a wonderful day. And, uh, of course, you know, follow us, uh, of course, on this channel. Follow us on, um, you know, Facebook and Twitter. It's Citywide Max for Twitter, Instagram, Citywide Blackout for uh, Facebook. And, jeez, uh, what, else, what else can I say? I think, I think I've actually run out of things to talk about. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, uh, and there we go. And Chris is there. I will have him join us. There we go. Still learning this stuff, guys. It's all new to me. It's all new. Don't 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 ask me why we're not on um uh, TikTok. I won't be able yep. to answer that question. Hey, there he is, Chris. Welcome to the show, man. Great to have you here. Hey, glad to be here. All right, all right. So, um, as I was, I was mentioning earlier, you are now uh, you have a big tour going on called the IPA Tour, the Illusion Plus Alcohol, which I gotta say is one of the coolest tour names I've ever heard, man. I, I love that wow. one. Wow. Um, well, thank you. You're very welcome. So, uh, of course, the news that you've also that you've already shared on your Insta <laughs> is that there has been some last second changes to, to some dates. So, can we go into that about like what's going to be happening when? Yeah. So basically, my uh, my girlfriend needed a surgery. So, jeez. Uh, oh, yeah. So I had to put a couple of uh, shows off, but it's okay because that means that it just gives it a little bit more time for uh, ticket sales. And it turns out that I guess today in like Northern Vermont, where the show was supposed to be going on, it's actually snowing. So, well, yeah, that works, works out, then. out. That works out. Then. And, 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 uh, and of, and of course, uh, we all hope that, uh, that, that everything goes great with the girlfriend's surgery, that she makes a full recovery and everything's just nice and smooth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it'll, I'm sure it'll be good. All um, right. Yeah, it's not, nothing really major. So excellent, excellent. All right. Don't don't mind the, the shakiness. I'm just trying to adjust to the camera right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Like, right. There we go. There we go. That looks good. All right. Perfect. So what? So so for the folks of us who are here, this and say, guys, I want to go to the show. What can we expect? Well, it's a magic show for adults. 
This is not something that you would see Budget the Clown doing at Erica's birthday party. <laughs> oh, man, I um, love Budget there, the Clown. He's best. Yeah, Budget the Clown. He never let you down. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so this is kind of a show where it's like it's a, it's a mix of like Vegas-style parlor magic. I do stunts. I do escapes. I, I do mind-reading, mentalism. So it's a combination of everything, and it's a very interactive show. Almost every... Uh, I, I guess you could say it's a, a trick, a demonstration, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Almost everything requires audience participation, which is great because I always, I, I love a show where you can get involved. Nice. And with a lot of like Vegas shows and a lot of like casino magic shows, um, you don't really get that. They only have like maybe two or three things where they bring an audience member to come up. No, every other trick in my show, I need somebody up on the stage with me. I would, I would be right up for- Right up front and center because I love a good Ooh. magic show and I would love to be a part of it. And I will say though, if you do the hypnotism thing on me, no, no, like dirty secrets. Well, okay, it, it's it's not hypnotism. I don't okay. believe in hypnotism. Gotcha, gotcha. So. Okay, all right. So now you've been doing this for about uh, twenty years, uh, which is a long time. And I'm yeah. curious as to how you got into this in the first place, and then what kind of made you think, you know what, I'm going to parlay this into my new job. So the do you want the long story or the short story? The long story, of course, man. What details All here? All right. All right, cool. So my mom called me into her room after I got out of uh, school one day. I was in what seventh grade. And uh she's like, That weird guy is on TV again. Come look. And I I walk into her room and I see a man walking on water across a pool in Vegas. And I see the the money he was making, you know, all the cars he was driving and everything. I was like, I want to do that for the rest of my life. It was Chris Angel. Oh, and, yes, uh, yes. Yeah, for, for those who don't know who Chris Angel is, if you were to take David Copperfield and Hot Topic and mix them together, that's Chris Angel. <laughs> that is the uh, best description I've ever heard. Very, very overdramatic. You know, he would like play up his illusions and everything like that to like where it was him literally taking a piece of a soul out of his body to do a, a a simple dollar bill change. But, you know, it was he was a household name back in the early 2000s. Yeah. So yeah. I, I started taking lessons. There was a magic shop here in Connecticut down in West Haven. and It was the only magic shop left in the state. So I started going to that. I started taking lessons and everything, very basic stuff. And then when the shop closed, I basically got all of the tricks that were inside of it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do something with this. Yeah. I started doing shows at my grandmother's uh, retirement home and kind of just boosted from there. I realized I loved it so much that I don't want to stop. Granted, you know, the family hasn't always been supportive of it. Actually, they're still not supportive of it. What am I saying? But, uh, you know, I've done I've done quite a bit. I've done, what, four uh, theater tours now. I've performed in 11 different states. I've been on television dozens of times. Uh, I've worked with Penn & Teller. I've worked with the cast of The Voice uh, and Practical Jokers. Um, I randomly met Paul Heyman from WWE in Times Square. Oh my god, so that is so cool! Him. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I'm a huge wrestling fan, so like that oh was like god. a highlight. I would have um, lost yeah, it, it. It, it. It's it's pretty uh, it's pretty interesting because it's not a planned career. You don't know where you're gonna go. You mm. don't know what this thing is gonna do for you. So you know, like I can get a call tomorrow saying, "Hey, we need you in Baltimore." for a close-up magic show uh can you do it and i'll be like uh yeah (laughs) 
Wow, wow. So, so, so you've been like all over the place, and of course, uh, performing for for uh, the Voice, uh, Penn and Teller. I mean, God, if you don't know who who uh, Penn Teller is, you know, jump off this, Google it, because they are like legends when it comes to mm-hmm. like, like stage magic. Um, and I, and I'll tell you something about them that really threw me off. So, okay. like when they were in New York City doing their Broadway run for their 40th anniversary. That's actually when I was living in New York City. And I wasn't, I mean, I granted I was living on the streets. I'm not, I'm not even ashamed to admit that. Um, I was living with a buddy of mine who en- ended up becoming a famous comedian in the last two years or so. And this was eight years ago. So he was still struggling. You know, he was sharing an apartment with like three other guys and the landlord found out that I was there. So instead of like leaving the city altogether, I was like, you know what? Subways are warm. So I slept on subways and park benches, but I was literally out in Times Square, Bryant Park, Herald Square, uh, mainly Coney Island on the boardwalk every day, just grinding. I ended up getting myself an internship with Phantasma Magic on uh, the corner of 33rd and 7th, which is now closed. But it just it just shows you I had a, a grind. And when I found out that Penn & Teller was coming, I was like, damn, I want to see their show. So I would hustle every day just to get money so I could go and get a nosebleed ticket in the, in the, the stands and ended up seeing them 16 times. And uh, so they have a meet and greet afterwards. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I went up to them the first time and, you know, I was like, you know, you know Penn's the really, really tall one. Teller's the short one. who doesn't talk. So I go up to, to Penn. I'm like, like, uh, you know, Mr. Gillette, that was a great show. I, you know, I appreciate, you know, the show and, you know, I've learned a lot. And it's very inspiring. And he goes, oh, thank you, boss. He calls everybody boss. I don't know why. And then I go over to Teller. I'm like, Mr. Teller, that was a fantastic show. You know, great stage presence, amazing tricks. He's like, oh, I'm glad you liked the show. And I'm like, hold on a second. You don't talk. <laughs> oh, my God. You can so, talk. Yeah. Yeah. It turns out that after the show, he will talk to you. And, and okay. Shut up. Yeah. Because I, I remember it, it that being. It got to the point. Like, they knew my name. They, they knew me on a first name basis. It was great. Oh, my God. That is so awesome. What was it like to be performing for them? Very nerve wracking sure. because I, I did a I did a couple of magic tricks for them after one of their shows and, and eventually the producer was like, Hey, do you want to film one? And I'm like, please. And uh yeah, I thought I was gonna have to sign contracts and everything like that, non-disclaimers. No, they were actually really cool about it. They let me film the magic trick with them so I could put it up on YouTube. And um yeah, it was very nerve wracking because one, I wasn't trying to fool them. The second that I did the trick they knew exactly what, you know, how I did it. So, you know, it it wasn't, it wasn't a a topic of, Oh, can I fool them? It it was a more of a goal of, I just got to perform for Penn and Teller and I didn't have to fly out to Vegas to do it. Well, there's that. And that's something on my resume now, like forever. Exactly. Dude, that, 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 that is huge, especially because you just like took the chance and asked them. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and that's a lesson. Yeah, folks. I'm, I'm one of those. I see an opportunity. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, really. So like anyone out there would kind of art you do take whatever chances you can get. Ask the question more, more like more like don't listen to the people telling, you no. exactly that too. That too. That 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 was a big problem of mine when I first started. I you know, everybody was telling me get a real job. Everybody was telling me, you know, this magic thing is not going to work for you. You need a nine to five. You need a steady paycheck. I'm like, I, 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 I church a minimum $1,500 for a gig now, like some people's full week's pay. And and I tell people this all the time. I'm like, you know, there's no, there, there, there's no reason why you shouldn't be going after what you want to do in life because eventually it will pay off. It took me 17 years to get to where I am now and, you know, mm-hmm. where I'm comfortable and I'm making very good, you know, money doing what I'm doing, but it, it took a very long time, but I, I just, I kept at it. Exactly. 
exactly. All right. Uh, do you have any uh, specialties? Anything that is kind of like your like signature trick? Uh, mainly card magic. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. I was watching the uh, the promo video and you're doing all kinds of stuff. You're doing like the card magic. You're 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 escaping from straight jackets. That is so yep, that's awesome. That's actually how I close my shows. I close all of my shows. It's a tribute to Houdini. Oh yeah, yeah. How long and, did and it take? It's funny because oh oh well, uh, I was gonna say I'll get to that in a second yeah. because it's actually it's part part of the whole thing is you know how long I get uh, it takes me to get out of it. Yep. Um, you know I do play it up because Houdini's. Uh, I don't actually know Houdini's record time. I just kind of set a random number and it gives me enough time to throw patter in there. <laughs> but, um, so I bring two people up on the stage and I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, you're going in the jacket and you're timing. It. And of course the person's like, wait, what? And I'm like, no, I'm just joking. You're going to, you're going to lock me in the jacket. But you know, I tell them as tight as they can. I play it up a little bit, but I also tell a little bit of history about Houdini while I do it. You know how he, he was considered the king of escapes, how he had a, uh, a challenge for, for theaters and, and police uh, departments in the United States saying that if somebody could build something that he couldn't get out of, he'd hand him $10,000 on the spot, which back in 1925 was a large amount of money. Quite a bit. So, but I end all of my shows with that. And I, I, I just love doing it. I love the reaction. I, I love watching people be like, oh, you know, time's running out. He's not going to get out. Next thing you know, jacket's in the air. My arms are up. And I'm like, yeah, thanks for coming. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That is so awesome, man. So I imagine that this the, the, took a while for you to get to the point where you could actually do this, you know, in like a good amount mm -hmm. of time. Mm -hmm. Well, at first... So I, I, the first time I ever did a straight jacket escape, it was in literally a gimmicked straight jacket. Mm. Um, mine's not gimmicked. So with a gimmicked straight jacket, when you put your arms in, there's a little uh, piece of the strap that you can hold on to with a little like blocker. So that way you can, you can let go of it and it slides. It gives you a little bit more room. Mm -hmm. And I realized I'm like, if I ever let anybody wear this thing, they're going to feel that mm. I got to get rid of it. So I did, I got rid of it. And, uh, yeah, now it's it's a real jacket. It took me a little bit because I was nervous because I knew Houdini used to pop his his arms out of his sockets when he would do it, and I'm like, that's gross. I'm not doing no, that. No, 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 no. But um, <laughs> he, you know, he was also half of the size of me. Houdini was only like five foot two, and it was very dis disappointing to find out how big he actually was when I started working at the the Houdini Museum with the Phantasma Shop because we had his Chinese uh, or not his Chinese his his torture cell his water torture cell. And it was like the size of a freaking clothes hamper. Whoops. And I'm like, I'm like, that's it. We had his buried alive coffin. It's tiny. I couldn't even fit in it. Oh my God. And I'm like, I'm like, damn, that that's really how big he was like, okay. <laughs> so, but yeah, I was nervous at first, but once I figured out how to get, you know, like as soon as you get your arm over your elbow, it's easy from there because that's what locks you in. It's not the back, not the one that goes underneath. It's when the strap goes around your arms and locks you in. That's when it's tough. So if, if for like whatever reason you get locked up in some kind of um, uh, psych ward, you'll be like knocking on the door. Hey guys, I got, the, I got the other jacket off. What's next? No, I, I would probably play it off really funny. I'll be like, "Hey, can I get a new one? This is a little itchy." <laughs> is this like big here, guys? Can you just like like a little bit like smaller? Do you got like a medium yeah, or something? Right? Yeah, <laughs> oh, it, it compresses me down in the down in that area. <laughs> yeah, I, which it does. Like people people lock me in it. They have no chill at all. They'll tug, especially because there's a strap that goes under the leg, and you know what? Where that tightens, they yank it, and I'm like, 
Oh, good thing I already have kids. <laughs> it's like, oh God, why? <laughs> that's amazing. So, Is there a particular trick that you have not yet learned that's kind of on your to-do list? I've always been interested in fire breathing. Oh, but I, I don't want to approach it because I have friends who who've like worked with. I've got friends who are very good at it. I just don't want to do it. You know, I've yeah. thought about it. I've done it one time, but it wasn't for a magic trick. It was to light a fire at a campsite. I had a, I, I took a swig of whiskey and lit a marshmallow on fire and just went and it lit. And I was like, oh, wow, that works. But, you know, when you're dealing with kerosene instead of tequila, you know, kerosene's. I know somebody who burnt his entire beard off of his face because he didn't do it correctly. And I'm like, I'm not taking that. Not chance. the beard. Not the beard. Not the beard. Especially <laughs> considering, like, he had a he had a microphone, like one of those microphones that come down. Oh no! The microphone melted to his skin. Yeah. So explain that <sighs> to the emergency room. So I was like, I'm as cool as it looks. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. It looks sword swallowing. Yeah. I don't want to get into that stuff. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So let us pivot back to the tour before we um, uh, wrap this thing up. Um, of okay. course, you're going to a number of different locations. Um, oh. I, I saw a Charter Oak Brewing Company, the three, uh, the, the uh, 39B Shelter Rock Road. That's in uh, uh, Danbury, uh, Connecticut. A lot of like mm-hmm. other spots. Anything that is really like personal to you, a place you perform before that you just really love to go to. So I'm doing one at Two Roads Brewery in Stratford, Connecticut. Nice, nice. And so they gave me the chance to do the show back in November. That was the show that inspired this whole tour. And between January and and March, they gave me like a unofficial residency. So that way I could just fill in the calendar because January and February sucks for Mm, performers. Right. We don't get anything. People just don't want to book for some reason. So they're like, come down here, do magic for tips, do whatever you want. So I did. And, uh, you know, I'd hype up, you know, the show I'm doing there, which is Memorial day weekend. You know, I'll get a lot of filming for TikTok. but, uh, that would, I think that would be the most personal one. Um, I'm actually doing one at harpoon brewery in Boston. Oh, I'm very excited for that one because one, I've never done a show in Boston and harpoon is a huge name in the brewery industry and in the beer industry. So, and because Sam Adams never returned my email, but you know, well, come yeah. on, Sam Adams, geez, guys, come on. I, I'm just saying, I, I sent the three different things, sent the posters and everything. Nothing. Well, so, you know what? Their loss. Yeah. Yeah. Harpoons gain. That, but, that is really cool. And, 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 you're, and you're based up in, in Massachusetts, right? We're in the area. Yeah. We are in the, yeah. We yeah are there. So I'll be, uh, I'll be in Ludlow, Carver, Boston, uh, Falls, Fall River. Fall River, yep. Is it called? Yep, yep Fall, Fall River. Jeez, yep. um, a whole bunch of them are actually in Massachusetts because I emailed every brewery in New England. That's how this tour <laughs> There's got There's so, so many, too. There's so many. There are such an abundance of them. But it's great because I eventually want to be known as I'm the brewery guy. I'm you. You want a magician at your brewery? I'm the guy. So that that's um, good. I like that. Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah, we we and, actually have a brewery within a like five minute drive of our house, and that's just one. Which, which one is it? This is uh, the New City Brewery, and they do shows. I think I emailed them too, and they never got back to me. Merg. All right. Well. Yeah. <laughs> 
New City, if, 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 if you guys are watching this, get this guy on. He's awesome. Yeah. Um, I've got July open. We can do it. That, that, oh, that'd be so cool. All right. Well, folks, we are coming down to the end of the conversation. Uh, one more thing, though. When does the tour officially kick off? Two weeks, the 15th. Oh, and what's your uh, first show going to be? Actually, no, I'm sorry. The 13th. Whatever whatever one the Charter Oak show is, yep, that's, that's the, the 13th. First show. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. So, so folks, March 13th, Charter Oak Brewing Company, 30, uh, 39B, Shelter Rock Road, Danbury, Connecticut, Go down, check this guy out. If you want to learn, if you want to learn more, it's Chris Langle Magic, L-E-N-G-Y-E-L Magic.com. It's all there. Chris, um, best of wishes for uh, for the uh, the tour. I hope hope everything goes well, and you might see me in the audience. You never know. Yeah, hey, I'd love to have you there. <laughs> all right, man. We'll talk soon, buddy. All right. Thanks for having me on, man. No problem, man. All, all right. All right, well, folks, this brings this episode to a close. Thank you all for joining us. I saw the comments. Uh, love, uh, love seeing all this audience participation. Uh, um, uh, Rarest Flowers XO, I saw your comment. Yeah, he is the best, right? He is the best. And uh, that's it. And we will see you guys on the next episode. That is next Saturday, 10 a.m. EST, right here on this page. And I'll see you next time. And with that, we bring this episode to a close. Thanks for listening. And if you haven't already, check us out on Facebook under Citywide Blackout and Twitter and Instagram under Citywide Max. You can catch this and all your favorite episodes on your favorite podcast platform. And new episodes are added every week, as well as on Boston Free Radio every Saturday at 10 p.m. You get at me at citywidemax at yahoo.com if you want to suggest a guest, submit your music, or just drop us a line. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.